It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design, the kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Together, we're the Locked On Bengals podcast, covering the Bengals five days a week here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available and free everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button, hit that bell on YouTube, and we'll be delivered to your eyes and ears every day. So thanks for making us your first listen and if the podcasts aren't coming out quickly enough for you well follow james and i on twitter at james rapine at jake lisko where we'll post all the updates in real time before we get together and do them in podcast form and james the bengals have done some things yesterday the the youtube thumbnail do something yep. today they've they've done something it maybe isn't exactly what bengals fans were looking for if your priority was lyle collins for example and we'll talk a lot about him in a little bit but the moves the bengals did make were many we'll talk about the most notable first the external free agent that the bengals brought in today is hayden hurst and the other notable meaning guy that might play some snaps Move for the Bengals today is Eli Apple returns on a one-year $4 million deal, according to Adam Schefter. A bunch of other guys back. Ted Karras officially signs his deal, but the Bengals fill their tight end need, James, at least for now. I'm curious to see the money to see if it'll convince me that they're done at the tight end position. Hayden Hurst on a one-year prove-it deal here. Has some experience. Former first-round pick from the Baltimore Ravens. What do you think about the fit? I like it. And I, I like it for a few reasons. Hayden Hurst has the pedigree, right? 25th overall pick. The Ravens, once upon a time, drafted him ahead of Lamar Jackson. So while they say they're geniuses for finding an MVP at the end of round one, they took Hayden Hurst 25th overall in the 2018 NFL draft. And it didn't really work there. Part of that had to do with Mark Andrews just being a freak. And so they they ship him off to Atlanta after two seasons. And Hurst went and had the best year of his career. And it was a a year that to me was sort of comparable from a stat standpoint. It was like 56 catches over 500 yards, six touchdowns in, in 2020 to what CJ Uzama did for the Bengals in 2021. And then we know what happened. The Falcons took Kyle Pitts, an absolute freak again with the fourth overall pick. And guess what, Mr. Hayden Hurst? Well, you're not going to be um, the bell of the ball in Atlanta as far as the tight end position goes. And so his numbers dropped. So he's a guy that, 
has to reestablish himself in the NFL. And his stock hasn't fallen as much as, say, Eli Apple. Uh, but much like Larry Ogunjobi last year, it, he's kind of in no man's land. He wasn't going to get a long-term deal. And so when you get a guy that was drafted in the first round, to me has talent, can add specifically in the passing game, and you're getting him for a one-year deal where he's got to prove it, that's a, that's a dangerous combination because it's not like the Bengals have to bank on Hayden Hurst to have 70 catches and 750 yards. They don't. They just need him to be a, a solid option uh, at the tight end position, I think, in the passing game. And if he can do that, and I think he can, then this is uh, this is a solid signing. That's a primary fit for Hayden Hurst as, as a receiving threat because he is not a guy that has a ton of experience comparatively lining up in line. He took like 50% of his snaps in 2020 with the Falcons in that big year that you mentioned, lined up, attached to the line of scrimmage, and... A lot of snaps lined up in the slot, a lot of snaps out wide. I asked Aaron Freeman from Lockdown Falcons for a few notes. He says he's not going to give you a ton of value as a run blocker. He's capable as a pass catcher who can win at all three levels, short, intermediate, and deep. But it's probably, he says, ideally utilized on short stuff that will allow him to create after the catch. That's where he was at his best in Baltimore and Atlanta. Had a down year, of course. Uh, thanks to Arthur Smith reverting him back to being mostly a blocking tight end with the arrival of Kyle Pitts. But mm-hmm. like this 2020, which you talked about, James, he had a big year. His career year was indeed 2020 when you mentioned he he had 85 targets that year. That's that's a lot of targets for a guy like Hurst. And he has that receiving ability. He has some breakaway ability. And one of the other things I really like about Hayden Hurst, just on a personal note, is he's been very outspoken and open about his own issues with mental health and overcoming some mental health challenges that he had when he was at South Carolina playing tight end. He was also drafted by the the Pirates, I want to say, the Pittsburgh Pirates to play baseball, which is why he was 25 as a rookie, why he's 28, 29 in August, uh, coming off what would be his first contract or what is his first contract, four years as a pro. And that that's why he's a little bit late, but he's had good receiving years before. And so mm-hmm. there's certainly some juice here as a receiving weapon, but what I think the Bengals kind of, kind of lose is that dual threat tight end. And, and CJ Uzama was a guy who could produce as a receiver was a solid receiving tight end. You also didn't lose a ton when you lined him up in line, lined him up attached. And there may be some more segregation of duties between Drew Sample and Hayden Hurst, if those are the primary two tight ends for the Bengals in 2022, which they will be unless they make another move at the position. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, and I, I think that's how the Bengals kind of viewed it. They're, they were uh, in at least the hunt for Tyler Conklin, and he ended up going to the Jets as well, three years, 21 million, according to reports. Uh, so why did the, the Jets do that? Well, they like Conklin as a receiver, and they'll probably use Uzama as a little bit of both, but Probably his blocking ability is going to come into play. And so I think that's what the Bengals kind of viewed it as is, okay, well, we do have sample. We're going to use him more as a blocker anyways. Let's find a guy who can let – when we let Joe Burrow cook behind this offensive line that they hope to improve even more than they have already, uh, then they have someone that's capable of doing that. That doesn't mean they're not going to look in the draft. That doesn't mean that – you're right. They could sign another tight end depending on how the market goes – but I think they needed to get someone. And given what Conklin is, and they're at different stages, and Conklin's coming off of that career year for the Vikings. But 
that's what they were looking for. This pass catching guy that can be a part of the, the offense as a, um, his hands can be a part of the offense, not necessarily his, his blocking ability, because that's not what Hurst is known for. So we'll see might not work, but, but I like it. And I like getting a guy like that with that pedigree on a prove it deal. And by the way, everyone asked about the, the burrow effect. Maybe that's why he decided to come here. I'm sure there were other teams that were interested for one year. And so that can be the differentiator, right? It, it isn't always necessarily, oh, I'm going to take 30 million less and go to Cincinnati. Well, that that's unrealistic to play with Burrow, but it might be the difference. And if I'm a tight end trying to prove myself, I'd want to play with number nine. Yeah, 30 million less isn't happening no matter who's playing quarterback, uh, to, to be absolutely clear. But it'll be Correct. interesting to see the terms for Hayden Hurst to, to see how much money is allocated there because that's going to limit potentially what they can do elsewhere. And I know we're all waiting for Lyle Collins to hopefully become a Cincinnati Bengal, but a lot of minor moves happened. And the other bigger move, do you have something breaking or are we going to Eli Apple? You go to Eli Apple quick and then we'll, we'll continue segment two with what, but let's uh, let's quickly talk about my guy, Apple. Yeah. Eli Apple back with the Bengals on a one-year $4 million deal. We know who he is at this point. He's still a young guy. I would say he overachieved expectations, but to me, the biggest thing about this signing James is a money. It's not starter money. It's not a long-term deal. It's not a starter deal. He's going to be cornerback four again, and he'll be available to start if they need him to, but should not be relied upon primarily as CB2, whether they acquire another guy in free agency or the draft. That's all I got on Apple. James, anything to add? Nope. I, I like the deal. It, it makes sense. Agreed with you. We can talk more about Eli Apple in just a second. But first, well, actually, I'll tease it. Lyle Collins, you want the update? We got a juicy update for you. But first, I have to tell you about Bet Online, your one-stop shop for all of your betting needs well, with March Madness in full swing, I got the tournament on in the other room right now. As soon as we get done with this, well, I'm probably going to be writing about Lyle Collins, who could swing, well, the Super Bowl odds in Super Bowl 57 and protecting Joe Burrow's the Bengals' number one priority. Maybe you want to bet on Burrow to win MVP. You can do that. You can do so much at Bet Online. So just go there right now, whether it is college hoops, NBA with Curry going down. Maybe the Warriors aren't going to be title contenders after all. You can bet all things sports, boxing, UFC, and more at Bet Online. It's a one-stop shop, like I always say. So get there now. Bet Online, where the game starts. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I like this update, James. Go. Mike Garofolo reporting. That the Bengals set to host Lyle Collins for a visit. I hope you were paying attention on Thursday because, yeah, a little birdie told me that there was going to be a lot of interest. There is interest. We know about the Frank Pollock tie, and we can break all of this down. But uh, Ian Rappaport also adding, and these are two NFL Network reporters, uh, that this has a chance to get done. So it seems like the Bengals, Jake, played this perfect with Lyle Collins. They didn't give up a pick. They didn't take on that contract that I – I think on the surface it was attractive. 
I don't think NFL teams thought it was attractive at all. And so who knows what the money will be. But uh, yeah, the Bengals certainly interested in Collins. He's interested back and it sounds like he's going to be in town here shortly. Mm, Get that deal done. Let's go. (laughs) I am so excited that they are going to have a chance to get a deal done with Lyle Collins. That would be ecstatic with the move. I think it would be a perfect fit schematically. The guy is an athlete, high-level production in the NFL, familiar with Frank Pollock. We've talked about it, but I, I, I can't imagine a better fit out of all the guys in free agency unless you thought they were going to go get Taron Armstead. And both of those guys would have injury concerns to some degree. Lyle Collins with the hip that caused him to miss a year. There's always concerns long-term when young people have hip injuries of any sort. I have a friend who had a, uh, actually she broke her hip. She's fine. She's recovered. But through that process, I learned a lot about hip injuries and in, in young athletes because she's a, you know, mega marathon runner, 50 kilometer races and stuff. And so similar stress on her body, different from an NFL athlete, of course, and different standard of medical care as well, man. Let's get that done. Also, just to note, Malik Wright is he's doing his own show very shortly after we record. He says he wasn't the only visit the Bengals have planned. He was hoping to break both on his show tonight. He gets to break one of those instead. So we'll see who else may be in town for the Bengals. But on the Lyle Collins topic, there will be competing interest. And that's what will be interesting. It's been reported that the Dolphins certainly are interested. The Broncos may be interested now that he's been released and they won't have to trade for him. The Mm -hmm. Patriots I've seen reports both ways. They may be interested. They may not be interested, but the Bengals get their first shot. And Ted Karras is having dinner at one of the Jeff Ruby establishments tonight. Jeff Mm -hmm. Ruby said on Twitter, you think Lyle Collins might be joining the new newly signed Bengals interior offensive lineman? If he could get there that quick, yeah, I do. I, I think that that's possible. And if not, then it'll, it'll just be a Friday night type dinner, right? It just depends on where, where Collins was and everything like that. But uh, look, there's going to be interest across the league in a guy like that. The same reason that we're excited about the idea of Lyle Collins being the right tackle for Joe Burrow is the same reason why Denver would like it for Russell Wilson or why the Patriots would like it for Mac Jones. And it goes on and on and on. So if you're the Bengals, it's pretty clear. Make sure it's a fit confirm it clearly you're interested based on what you saw on tape and based on Pollock's experience with them and all of those things you get the deal done Peter Schaefer I've said it and I'm going to say it again because some of our listeners may be new to the pod or you might not have heard me say it before he's Joe Mixon's agent you got an extension done with Joe Mick done with Joe Mixon he's Adam Pac-Man Jones's agent you've gotten multiple deals done with Pac-Man before he retired got to get this deal done with Lyle Collins this is also where the Joe Burrow factor does matter right? His presence, him being there. He is in Cincinnati, by the way. I confirm that. He worked out uh, in Blue Ash on on Wednesday for sure, probably Thursday. I assume he works out daily. Um, So uh, another thing there um, was working out without a brace, by the way, on either knee for what it's worth. Uh, But yeah, this is when you do the full court press, the uh, whatever you need to do from that standpoint. Now, that doesn't mean you offer him 20 million per or anything ridiculous or these crazy contracts. I'm not saying that. This to me, when you get, when you take a visit like this, I'm sure money's already casually been discussed between the agent and, and, and the Bengals, at least to a degree. This is more about feeling things out, character stuff, 
talking things out, making sure it's a fit, all of those things. That that would be um, the stuff that I think they're trying to work through. As far as the money, I would imagine the Bengals have an idea, maybe not specifics, but an idea of what they're going to offer Collins. And I would bet Peter Schaefer, his agent, know around what uh, the Bengals are thinking. And so hopefully they can get a deal done because this would be of all the moves the Bengals have made, you know, to bolster their offensive line, you know, two big ones, I think in Ted Karras and Alex Kappa, this one would be huge. It would be the biggest one, I think, because Lyle Collins would arguably be their best offensive lineman from the jump. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is, is you're solid on the interior at two spots now with Karras and Kappa, where Kappa is going to play right guard, Karras probably center, maybe left guard. We'll see how that shakes out with the rest of free agency, the draft, et cetera. Likely those two positions you're feeling pretty good about. You feel pretty good about Jonah at left tackle, left guard or center. One of those two things may be a question mark, but if you get Lyle Collins in there on the other bookend, you feel so much better about the unit. Because now you're talking about, can a guy step up at one position instead of two? Or can Daryl Williams be a good player for a couple of years for you at one position instead of two? Because Lyle Collins is a guy that you signed him to a three-year deal. You're getting him through his prime. He's, he's I think, 28 years yep. old, 28 and a half years old. So he'll turn 29 later this year, around the same time. I think Hayden Hurst turns 29. They're, they're very similar, very similar ages. And you get him through his prime. He can be your, be your right tackle for a few years. This isn't a one-year fix. This is potentially through Joe Burrow's rookie deal fix. Mm-hmm. If it's Lyle Collins, a right tackle. And the, the quality of player is something that we haven't really seen on the Bengals offensive line in, in years. There Since hasn't Whitworth. been a guy. Yeah. And Since he's not worth Zeitler. And he's not as good as no. Witt, but he's really good. And, and he's fair to say he's like the Zeitler level. I would of, say he's even right t- probably a bit better. better. Yeah. yeah. Like borderline pro bowler. Like if Lyle Collins was a pro bowler, it if he signed shocking. a three-year deal would not be shocking real yeah. quick. One more note, Jeremy Rao yep. uh, of Fox 19 here in Cincinnati reporting that Collins is flying into Cincinnati on Thursday night to visit with the Bengals. So precinct could be happening. And uh, what better way? Cause Ted Karras is in town. I know yep. Alex Kappa's in town. I just said Joe Burrow. Just have them all together. Make him feel like part of the family. You got the offensive line eating big-ass steaks, and Joe Burrow like, hey, man, can you make sure I'm not limping so I can throw deep balls to chase? <laughs> I mean, that's a hell of a setup. It's going to be hard, I think, for Collins to turn that down if that's the situation because he's going to be around all of those dudes, the excitement and everything. It, you know, we've talked about the culture. I think that would be very tough. You go on a recruiting visit, essentially, to, to turn that down, assuming the money is right. And, and this is, by the way, a reason that the Trey Wayne's cut is going to be official imminently. I think the only reason that he's still on the roster is because they, they don't need the cap space yet. But in order to stay cap compliant, like as soon as Alex Kappa signs his deal, because I assume Eli Apple, maybe Eli Apple hasn't signed his deal either, but as soon as those two guys and Hayden Hurst and and these guys officially sign their deal and they become cap hits for the Bengals, they might actually be pretty close to out of cap space. And and so they're going to have to make these moves that we're expecting them to make in case you're wondering when those are going to happen. Offsets do kick in at this point. So they're not quite as big of cap hits as you're, you're hearing reported, but we're not exactly sure 
because we don't know what Hayden Hurst or Brandon Allen's contracts are or Josh Jupo's contracts are, where the Bengals are in cap space at this point. Certainly enough for Lyle Collins to get done, though. My, my favorite Lyle Collins tidbit that I learned today when doing a little bit of research, James, is that, James, is that his name is actually Hebrew. Lyle is, is based on a, a Hebrew word meaning belonging to God. And he talked about that. I think before he was drafted or after the Cowboys added him as an undrafted free agent. And that was one of one of my favorite little tidbits. So whatever God you worship, listener, as I tweeted, pray or don't pray based on your beliefs that Lyle Collins is blocking for Joey B. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I, I like it. And that's that's what it comes down to, man. I mean, this offensive line, what, what it's been. And, and that's the thing is maybe that's why they were so quiet. Is because they knew uh, Frank could have called Lyle, Lyle, yeah. excuse me. They could have called Peter Schaefer to check in on Joe Mixon. And don't tell me that doesn't happen because it happens with all 32 teams. Hey, is Joe good? Joe's doing well. Good. What about, by the way, is, is Collins going to be in D- Dallas by, by Thursday? Cause we need him in Cincinnati Thursday night. If he's getting released. Okay. All that stuff can happen. And so, uh, well, if it gets done, Jake, well, we'll do an emergency pod right away. And it looks like it's going to be a late night for me because it could certainly get done uh, on Thursday night, late Eastern time, if, if something were to get done. But uh, I guess, should we talk about the rest of these signings? Yeah, we should get to the rest of the signings. But right. man, just the, the, the bottom line is what an upgrade it would be for the Bengals uh, across mm-hmm. the offensive line to get this deal done. That's the bottom yeah. line. So get it done and give Lyle Collins all the built bars if you need to get it done. Because let's be honest, built bars are the number one protein bar on the planet. It's going to wow him. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. He might not have even heard of built bars yet, but Lyle, man, if you sign in Cincinnati, you're going to hear about him a lot on the number one Bengals podcast right here on Locked On Bengals because it's the number one protein bar. They're high in protein, low in sugar, low in calories, perfect for you. And well, they taste great and they're going to fit your macros, whatever diet you're on, whatever you're trying to do, whether it's just have a protein punch midday after a workout or just a healthier snack. When you go to and from meetings, Built Bar is the perfect snack for you. So check them out right now at Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and you're going to get 15% off. I have a Built Bar every single day. I have them right here at my desk. You need to try them right now. So go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. A couple other moves that we should mention today, James. As I said at the top of the show, Ted Karras was in Cincinnati, officially signed his deal, officially has been featured on Bengal Social, giving his first official who day. 
So welcome, Ted Karras, to Cincinnati. You said Alex Kappa is in the city, James? Yes, as, as far as I'm aware, he's in. The, I, I should clarify. I know for a fact he's going to be in the city Friday. I would imagine my man is already here and just didn't get to, to doing everything up. But I know for sure he will be. So by the time you're hearing this, a lot of you, uh, well, probably not a lot of you. You guys are on it right now listening quick. But uh, yeah, he's definitely going to be here Friday. And a lot of people are asking why Kappa hasn't signed his deal yet. Maybe a little bit of anxiety after Zadaria Smith spurned the nah. Baltimore Ravens. He's out of there. Kappa will be signing his contract with the Bengals. He's just not in Cincinnati quite yet as we're recording this. But maybe by the time you listen, he will be in Cincinnati. and He may have signed his deal. The Ravens did apparently reportedly sign uh, an interior defensive lineman, Michael, Michael Pierce. Pierce. Yep. So... Not quite the pass rush threat that Zadarius was, but uh, they, they get a guy on their defensive trenches. But this is the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Back to some Bengals moves. I think yesterday we mentioned the safety Michael Thomas back with the Bengals. That was a 900000 999, 999, I can't say this number, $995,000 yep. deal. Man, yep. that was tough. Uh, with the offset, the, the, the net cap hit for both of these guys turns out to be the same, just shy of $300,000. Hayden Hurst agreed to terms, talked about him at the top of the show, but Brandon Allen also back. And Josh Tupo, he who tackles Lamar Jackson in the open field, back with the Bengals to provide some depth at nose tackle with BJ Re- BJ- DJ Reader and uh, DJ Tyler Hill. Shelvin. Oh, yeah. That's Shelvin and nose tackle. BJ Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind of play yeah. everywhere. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I thought that's where you were going when you said DJ. I, I just DJ, can't say know. names. Like It's, it's okay. Just, I, I'm yeah. just – I hope to God that the Bengals aren't like, hey, we're going to sign Lyle Collins. But, Jake, you have to say $995,000 and a bunch of names because, well, <laughs> then it's going to be Isaiah Prince at right tackle in 2022 and everybody's going to hate you. You can't ask me to say complex numbers and names of basic players. What 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 do you think I am a podcaster? Joe, say Joe. Bur- Joe. No, oh my goodness. Joe. Um, no, I, I guess it, this is the the chance. Look, they tried to hint at this at the combine that they were going to try to bring a lot of the, these guys back. Not shocked. We talked about Michael Thomas, the wide receiver, a couple of days ago. And I tried to imply it. I thought a deal was going to get done. I thought it would be one year. Not surprised at all that that's done. Brandon Allen, I knew the Bengals wanted him. I wasn't sure if he would flirt elsewhere, but it's not like he played a ton. So why wouldn't you just want to hang behind Joey B anyway? So, uh, you know, I mean, they saved his career. He might have been, who knows if he's still in the league, if, if that doesn't happen. And obviously, I think he's capable of being a backup. So um, most of these signings, including the Eli Apple one, by the way, are fine. I'm going to go back to Apple at least for a second here real quick. I I would be a little concerned, though, if they don't ink anybody else because I don't want to pigeonhole. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, corner at 31. That sounds awful to me. I don't want to pigeonhole the board to pick a corner at 31. And I've watched the Bengals do that time and time again, as in pick corners at, you know in the first round. They don't always come in and be plug and play. Very rarely was that the case. Dre was hurt a ton. Darquez Denard had some growing pains. William Jackson got hurt They're right away. Hurt. Yeah, like, but but even so, like, there's growing pains at corner. People just assume, oh, cornerback at 31, odds are sitting behind Eli Apple. So wouldn't be shocked if they try to do something else at the cornerback spot as well. 
it could be a camp battle. It could not be a corner at 31 too. It could be a 63 or whatever their second sure. round pick is because the corner class does have some depth to it and you can find decent corners throughout the draft. You just have to get a little bit lucky, but you're right. I, I don't like it as a plan because think back to last year, the plan was, Oh yeah, you can get a guard in the second round. And then they picked a guard we weren't expecting to go in the second round, a guard that we weren't expecting them to target in the second round. And then he couldn't really start and he might get a chance to start this year. But I mean, it wouldn't kill me for them to bring back, bring back Quentin Spain either for some veteran competition. And if Quentin Spain has to back up because Deontay Smith beats him out or Jackson Carmen beats him out, well, fine. But at least you've mm-hmm. got a guy that can give you that baseline that Quentin Spain, you know what he is, can provide. And so a lot of depth moves for the Bengals today. I think getting Tupo back does help. He can give you viable snaps as a run-stopping nose tackle to, to get uh, DJ Reader some rest. And I, I, I think Hayden Hurst is a fine signing. He's a competent NFL tight end. He can, he can be a pass-catching guy. Wouldn't be surprised to see another tight end. Wouldn't be surprised to see another defensive interior player. Wouldn't be surprised to see another corner. Mm -hmm. But once we get details on these deals, I'm going to update the spreadsheet that we've been keeping track of the Bengals' current cap situation. We'll see how much money's left. I still expect them to spend a lot of money here, James. It's just a matter of how do they make it work from a cap perspective. So we got to keep an eye on these contract structures as well because Eli Apple, for example, Unless there's a void year on his deal like they did with Riley Reef, that $4 million is cash and cap all in year one, unless that's mm-hmm. incentive-laden. Uh, but you, you get the idea here. Things might be starting to get a little bit tight on the cap if the Bengals continue to operate as they always have. Real quick, one, one last thing. Lyle Collins, obviously, we, we'd spend a lot of time on him. Mike Hilton, the recruiter, six minutes ago tweeting, at 70 Lyle Collins, big dog, you know what it is, come protect nine with a bunch of exclamation points. So like I said, the full court press is on and uh, I, I would be, uh, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, it was uh, the Bengals clearly excited that Lyle Collins is going to visit. I think also we've seen a Chad Ochocinco Johnson recruiting tweet for Lyle Collins. I think we've also seen... Well, a number of efforts. That is where all eyes and ears will be focused. And we can be your eyes and ears. How about that? Your eyes and ears right here. That's why you subscribe. So if something happens, well, I'm going to just sit right here in this chair all night. I'm not moving. And if something happens, Jake, well, I hope you leave your contacts in because we're going to get after it and talk about it. It's that kind of day. We're keeping the contacts in. We're going to be camera ready here on Locked on Bengals in case anything breaks. And we'll be back with an emergency podcast as needed. And that includes this weekend as well. But for now, that's it for Locked on Bengals. That's what they've done so far on Thursday. Until next time, hootay and have a good one. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. 
Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.